Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, this is your boy Christian, and uh, today, yeah, we're actually going to be talking about what uh, I guess the people wanted to talk about. You know, so this earlier today, I asked a few of you, or not a few of you, but I actually put it on the social medias out there on Cuatro Cuatro Dos at Cuatro Cuatro Dos on Instagram and Cuatro Dos on Twitter. Uh, if you guys had some topics in mind, or if you guys had anything that you guys wanted me to touch or kind of talk about or give my, you know, my put my two cents in. And uh, and you guys responded. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take a few of those ideas and I'm going to try to, you know, condense them down here. Um, I have some notes in front of me, so it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be talking a lot. So hopefully it's not, it doesn't go too, 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 too long, but it's probably going to be a good one, a good long one. Uh, that's what she said. And uh, and and but it's gonna be a good show. It's gonna be a good podcast. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the tie streak. We're gonna talk about Pasher. We're gonna talk about DP situation. We're gonna talk about the depth of the roster. You know, uh, given the Gold Cuppers coming back into the to the roster, we might touch on the Vote League, which I'm part of uh, as of today, and uh, we might get to the dash. I'm not sure. But uh, we might just leave that for the next episode. Um, but yeah, man, there's a lot to talk about. So before we do that, I just want to go ahead and once again, shout out the social medias. You can go to Cuatro Cuatro Dos on Instagram. You can go to Cuatro Dos on Twitter. You can actually look, uh, find the YouTube uh, of the channel. We are going to be starting, or we as an I, We'll be recording these shows hopefully pretty soon. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll get back into the recording the episodes and posting them on uh, YouTube. But on the meantime, I have actually posted a new video of my trip to Dallas uh, up to AT&T Stadium, which was a really cool experience. Uh, shout out to Aldo, who, um, you know, kind of, you know, wrote, we rode together over there. So shout out to him for, you know, taking me in a way. Um, but you know, other than that, you know, let's get, let's get into it. Oh, also don't forget if you would like to support the show, make, uh, you know, obviously the, the trips a little bit costly or less costly for me, you know, you can always, uh, help a brother out, uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash cuatro cuatro dos. And you can, you know, donate to the show, you know, as little as three bucks a month, you know, if you like what we're doing here and, you know, and that also will help, you know, the, the show kind of grow and, and get more content out there, you know, more videos, more podcasts, and hopefully more, more talks with people around the city about soccer and what they're doing, you know, pertaining to, to the sport and, and stuff like that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about, um, let's see, what, what can we talk about first? Uh, let's talk about the tie streak. Let's talk about this uh, tie streak that we've been going on. We are a few games away from uh, actually um, equaling. Is that no? That's not a word. Uh, equilibrium. Equilibrium is a word, but it doesn't mean to equal too. You know, we're about to uh, tie. Uh, well, uh, well, you know, tie the tie record if that makes sense. So it's it's a double knot. You know, if you're a tie out there, if you're a tie wearer. I don't know if that's how you say it, but if you were ties, I think a double knot is a tie thing, is a tie knot, so is a tie of the tied streak, which if I'm not mistaken, I think is eight games, two, four, six, seven, it might be like seven or eight or nine or something like that, um, 
I might be way off. I think it's probably closer to 10 or 12. But uh, the Houston Dynamo actually has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, seven games so far, which, you know, seven ties. It's too many ties. And um, I was so I was actually going through them and, and trying to figure out, you know, like maybe if there was like a common denominator or something like that. I know these ties and out of these seven ties, actually five of them were one, one, one to one. We had a 2-2, which was against Portland here in Houston. And we had a 0-0, which was the boring-ass game that I, I think, you know, thankfully did not get to watch uh, versus Vancouver and Utah, which was a 0-0. But then uh, before that, we had Frisco. We actually had an away game at Frisco. We tied 1-1. We had an away game at LAFC. We tied 1-1. We had another away game at RSL, and we tied 1-1. We tied 1-1 here at home uh, versus Cincy, Natty. And then uh, we tied 0-0 versus Vancouver. And we tied 1-1 at San Jose. So out of also, out of the seven ties, um, five of them actually were away games. So, you know, I mean, I guess it's a good thing because that means that we're not losing. Uh, but then again, you know, you're not winning. So, you know, it's it's one of those things like, you kind of have to like, you can either be like a glass full person, half full person or a glass, you know, half empty person. Um, I try to be a glass half full person, but when it comes to the MLS and when it comes in to making it to the playoffs, you kind of need every point that you can. I mean, all the points you need all three points from, you know, all these uh, road trips. And, you know, if you're going to take every road trip and you're just going to get a point away from them, you know. At the end of the day, I guess it's not a loss because you are coming back with one point. But at the end of the day, you also need a few games to actually go your way and come back with three points, you know. Um, that And that's the reality of the thing, you know, like if we if we really want to be a contender for anything at all and, and you know, beginning to to a you know playoff spot, we need to start winning in the road and. And it doesn't get any easier. Like, you know, we have three, three like in this month, for example, in August that's coming up, we have three home games and three away games. And our three away games are in Austin, Minnesota, and against Real Salt Lake in Utah, which which are going to be, you know, kind of difficult in a way because Austin, you know, even though they're not doing too hot in, in the season, you know, to this day, is going to be, you know, a, a Classico is going to be a derby. Um, you know, in Austin... Even though, you know, I said it again, even though they're not doing too hot, you know, I'm guessing in these games they're going to try and, you know, become bigger than than us. Well, obviously, right? They're trying to do that in every game. But, you know, it, since it's being a derby, being a, uh, a classical, you have to be, you know, you have to win those games. You have to uh, go out and give it your all, especially going against an in-state rival. Uh, another one that's going to be obviously difficult is going to be uh, Minnesota. Every time we go to Minnesota, it, it's pretty tough for us. Usually, when we have them at home, it's going to be a little bit easier, which is actually one or one of or our uh, home games. Uh, the other home games are going to be another uh, derby against Frisco, and we actually have Colorado, who happens to be one of the top ten teams in the MLS right now. So we we actually have a 
very, very like busy slash, you know, difficult schedule coming up between these home and away games. You know, we have Colorado at home, Frisco at home, Minnesota at home. We have Austin away, Minnesota away, and we also have Lake away. The only possible game that I see, like, us winning, like, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, and and, and honestly, isn't that even a for sure? It's it's probably, like, the, the Real Salt Lake, and, and it's going to be a tough one because Real Salt Lake, you know, it, they were playing Utah, and last time we went there, uh, we didn't do too hot. So, honestly, I don't even know why I'm leaning into us trying to beat Real Salt Lake and Salt Lake. But, I don't know, I just have that feeling. I think, like, Colorado's going to come over here and, you know, they're going to put on a show as well. And they're going to try to, you know, they're going to try to take that top 10 spot that they're on in the MLS power rankings and trying to, you know, trying to put a whooping on us. Uh, Frisco now with you know Pepe and you know he's all inspired and he's becoming one of the bigger names out there, you know despite being only 18 years old. And then Minnesota, you know the Minnesota Minnesota can be like really really good or trash, but we play them twice in a month, so you know one over there, one here. So we could you know whoop them over here and then we could get whooped over there. That's a possibility. Uh, the match with Austin is going to be our first official match with Austin. We played them in, in the off season, but this one's going to be the first, 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 first matchup. And actually, right now, I'm planning a trip with my brother and my dad. My other brother, he's going to be working, but you know, we're planning with to go with my dad and my brother. And actually, I was going to let you guys know if you guys are not doing anything, it would be cool. You know, if we not if we go as a group, but it would be cool if we like can meet up at the stadium or do something pretty cool you know just let me know if you're going i'll be dope to get a bunch of you know houstonians going i know like the surge is is taking a big group i'm pretty sure about that is taking a big group i'm pretty sure maybe texan army i mean it's only a two hour right two three hour ride so you know it's not that it's not much of a big drive it is a weekday game and but you know we have to show out and we have to kind of put austin on their plate like in their place you know but uh, going back to the tie streak, you know, it, it's going to be very difficult to, to actually go somewhere. You know, at one point in time, we were in a playoff spot, but that was because we had more games than other people. But if we're going to, if we really want to be contenders at, at anything in this, in this league with the team that we have, we have to start like putting games away. You know, if we're if we're gonna have one zero leads, we have to put put them away as a one zero you know lead. If we're going to uh, like the game against Portland two two, we were winning. They came back, they tied us. Um, just games that need to be put away, we have to start you know putting them away because those can be the decisive little you know one or two points that could you know keep us above the playoff line or below the playoff line. And of course, you obviously want to be on top of that. So. You know, less. Um, also, I think the Houston, the finisher from the Houston Dynapod, he was. I don't know if he's campaigning on it or something, but it was pretty cool that he wanted everybody to wear ties. And also, I don't know if he saw it or not from um, what's it called? Uh, I we just watched it with my wife uh, last night the episode of um, Jesus, I'm forgetting his name, the soccer coach in England. Why do I always do this? Every episode, I forget something super easy. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Um, so in Ted Lasso, there's like a joke because they were tying a lot. And then people, you know, they they like start wearing ties or they send them like 
they one of the teams sends them like a gift, but it's also pertaining to oh, it was Thai food, <laughs> dumbass. Yeah, so they they sent them Thai food. So it was you know it's hilarious. I think we're gonna have to like start showing up or or sending the players some Thai food, you know, so they can kind of get the message like we can't keep tying, you know, maybe um, DoorDash some food to Tab Ramos, you know, some Thai food or something, you know, that would be funny. But it would be cool to see a lot of people uh, this upcoming Saturday at VVVA when we take on... Who do we take on? Uh, who do we take on? I don't know. And I'm not going to check. But we do have a game this Saturday. But it would be funny to every for everybody to be wearing the tie. Well, not everybody, but, you know, a good amount of people for, for people to notice that, you know, shit, we can't... No, we can't keep we can't keep tying, but yeah. So that's a tight that's a tight streak. That's those are my two cents on that. I think you know obviously I think we all know. But if we want to do something, we need to start winning in that tying or losing. But we need to stop tying. And like those are like those are records that you don't want to have under your belt. Like a tie streak, you know, like come tie, you know, an amount of ties in in the season or stuff like that. I don't know. You don't want to have the terrible. Uh, records. You want to have the good records. Uh, and going into records, let's talk about the young, these young kids, you know, uh, representing uh, all around the league. So Pepe, he became, I think, the, the the second youngest person or the or the second person under the age of or the second teen to score a hat trick in the MLS. Um, so shout out to Pepe, man, even though he's a he's a Frisco player. You know, you have to give credit where credit is due. And the kid, you know, being 19, 18 years old, he's killing it up in Frisco. You know, he just had a hat trick. Um, so, I mean, shout out to him, man. You know, and, and you know, the only thing that you can do at this point in time is just be like, man, hopefully, you know, somebody in the in the national team is looking at this kid and being, you know, this is the future. Because, I mean, Frisco has nothing good, to be honest. Nothing good comes out of Frisco. Or Dallas or Arlington or Fort Worth, for that you know, for that matter, <laughs> that I'm probably extending too much there. But um, the only thing that you can give you know Frisco is that they they you know they they know how to create you know these young talents and they know how to put them out there. They know how to sell them. They know how to make money out of them. You know they don't know how to win championships, but they know how to create low you know kids. They know how to put them out there. They know how to create talent, but. You know, maybe if they put the same type of ambition into money as they did into winning cups, you know, they would probably be different. But, you know, shout out to Frisco and their non-cup non having club. Shout out to all of y'all and Frisco. Un saludo desde Houston. Uh, the the two-time, you know, champion Houston, by the way. Uh, but, yeah. And then, you know, shout out to the Sanders, you know, putting on, on the field a bunch of children as well. You know, whoop. Not whooping because they didn't whoop Austin, but they beat them 1-0. But, you know, they were playing with, like, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old kids and like on the field. Literally, they had my high school team on the field, and they beat a professional team at home. So here goes another saludo, another uh, farewell to my, to my homies in Austin. You know, I know that – I don't know if you guys listen or not, but, you know, shout-out to you guys, you know – for uh, getting your ass whooped by a bunch of kids and and Ruiz Diaz scoring from half field, I know. Yes, we are the Houston Dynamo, 
and we probably suck, and we have been sucking lately. But guess what? We have two championships, and you guys don't. But, you know, that's just part of life, you know. Welcome to the MLS, guys. It is what it is. But that got me thinking about, you know, our kids, you know, our kids that we are starting to kind of bring out and kind of sign into contracts, you know, given the fact that we do have Tab Ramos now in, in our ranks. You know, he became or he came in into the Houston Dynamo to basically sign a bunch of these kids and kind of get them in the first team, get them all that first team experience and, you know, just put them out there, expose these young guys into the first, you know, what it is to to be a professional player. And, you know, I just kind of went through some names, you know, and and it would be cool, if, you know, if if they played, honestly, I know that maybe now is not the time to experiment with kids. Or maybe it is, because your team, you know, as my Mexican friends would say, no, no vale verga. But, you know, um, that means we suck, basically. Um, what? See, that's where I'm torn, because sometimes I'm like, yes, we suck, but we are playing so much better than, than what we have in previous years. So you're like, I mean, the quality of, of soccer has increased. But the quality of results have not. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't, does it really matter how you play? You know, because at the end of the day, the only thing that gets you to championships, the only thing that gets you into playoffs is results, is the three points. It doesn't matter if you play pretty, if you keep possession or if you have possession or if you have an idea of how soccer is played. You know, at the end of the day, you know, your coach is going to get booted if he doesn't win, you know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what what you do if you don't win. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and not the same. Fortunately, winning solves a lot of problems, and that's what we need. We need some, you know, some fixing. And by fixing, I mean winning. We need three points in, in our in our in our team. Um, but I was looking into to the players that we have right now that on on our current roster that you know maybe why not throw them out there and play them a little bit more, you know. One of them probably, well, he's not on my list, but, you know, just to throw him out there, Bahamij, you know, a young guy. I think he's he's obviously under 23 because he's been he's been playing on this on this under 23 league that the MLS is starting. So if I'm not mistaken, Bahamij is like, he's either 21 or 22 years old. He can't be any older than that. And we paid 1.1 millions for him. So why not give the kid more, you know, more chances, especially now that, well, Maybe not now, because Pasher might be coming back. Who knows? But, you know, now that we don't have Pasher, now that we don't have, uh, you know, the other guys that were that were maybe in the Gold Cup, um, that, you know, they're coming back. But, you know, why not give them a little bit of more opportunity, more time? You know, give give Nico Lemoyne, 21 years old, Nico Lemoyne. We saw him. We saw that he has quality, but he needs more time. Uh, we we haven't seen Daniel Rios, eighteen-year-old uh, Daniel Rios, who has made his debut for the El Salvador national team. Um, you know he hasn't had any minutes in the first team that I know of. I think he played in the preseason. Uh, why not? You know, just give him a shot. Give him ten minutes to begin with, and then just start increasing. You know that. You know to twenty, thirty minutes. Who knows? You know, uh, Ian Hoffman. I know he's a he's a defender. And we are kind of set in defense, you know. A lot of people are questioning Sarek Valentin. I think Sarek Valentin is pretty neutral at the moment. I think he's, you know, he could maybe step up a little notch. 
Uh, but I think J- Sam Junqua has been doing a pretty good job. Obviously, he's still a young guy. Um, and, I mean, he's one of those young guys that Tab Ramos has been wanting. And he has been stepping up to the plate. You know, and then, you know, in the mid- in the center back position, you know, you have Teenage and you have Tim Parker. So, we're good in there. So, Ian Hoffman could be a really good replacement. And then you had, you know, uh, um, I want to say Bartholomew, but I know it's not Bartholomew. But, you know, they, Bartlow, there you go, Bartlow, um, that obviously he has been injured forever. So, you know, God knows when he's going to come back or what's going to happen with him. But, I mean, we do have two permanent, you know, center backs in our in our, in our our ranks. So they're not going to go anywhere. And, you know, but maybe Ian Hoffman kit, you know, I don't know. Maybe he can get some minutes somewhere sometime. And then the other one, you know, he literally just turned 17 years old today as I record Juan Castilla. Juan Castilla is the, the little young talent that we have, 17 years old. You know, why? I mean, I understand, you know, but at the end of the day, like, we're not even playing Darwin Quinteros. So why not throw a, you know, a Castilla out there? Just let him run around for a little bit, you know? Um, I know, obviously, I'm not saying, like, just throw him in whenever. Obviously, you have to know when maybe the game is controlled enough to to be able to throw a young guy. But then again, you also look at, you know, you look at freaking um, Seattle Sounders. You know, they, they sent to Austin a bunch of teenagers. You know, an away game in Austin. And they still won, you know. And then, you know, uh, Dallas giving Pepe opportunity, you know. And he's been stepping up to the plate, scoring hat-tricks. I think he has, like, already seven games on the season. 18 years old, you know. But how are you going to... How are you going to know their potential or what they have if we don't get to see them play? Which is why I appreciate what, you know, Ty Ramos did with McHugh and Palomino, both of them 20 years old, you know, and, and trying to, you know, getting minutes in their, you know, respective teams in the USL. Um, you know, why not do that with these younger kids, you know, younger kids as well? Just let them go have more minutes, you know, wherever, you know, they they, they may be. And just let them get a taste of more professionalism. Because if you keep them, you know, in my opinion, if you keep them playing these U19 and U17 tournaments, which I'm sure they're fantastic, because that you know, the MLS is trying to get that type of professionalism in the in the in the younger leagues as well. But you know, it's not the same as playing with like twenty some year olds. You know, grown men. You know, that can body check them and and this and that. You know, maybe with a U17, if you're a 17, you know. They're, you know, you know they're 17, so you're a little bit more of a, you know, more atrevido, as we would say in Spanish. You know, you get to try more things because, you know, you don't respect them as much as a, as you would a 30-year-old, per se, you know? I mean, I know I would respect an older, an older dude, you know, just like, you know, I'm not going to try to, you know, throw him cañitos and stuff. But if, if it was another guy who was a peer of mine, another 17-year-old of mine... I'm gonna try every trick on the every trick on the book. I'm gonna go Ronaldinho on your ass type thing, you know. But those like those are the things you know that kind of got me thinking about these youth uh, resurgence or or you know bl- not blow but boom that's happening right now. Blow is something else. Um, also, a lot of people you know have been asking about you know okay so Christian Mears left right and he seems to be doing okay in uh, Scotland. He scored his first European goal. You know, everything nice and dandy for him over there. You know, we wish him the best. 
But we don't have anybody to replace them with. And what's up with that, man? Like, And then that kind of brings me to my third uh, topic, which is the DP topic. Um, you know, because a lot of people, some people ask me to talk about Austin's third DP. And honestly, I have no idea. Uh, like, I don't know much about Austin other than what I hear from, like, when I listen to the Striker Texas. Shout out, shout out to those guys. Um, I actually, I guess, met him um, when I went to to the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Well, I, I know uh, Victor Arisa already, but I met uh, the other two guys, uh, Chris and John, I believe they are. So they were, like, sitting, like, two chairs away from me. So it was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, man, shout out to those guys. They're doing a great job. But, uh, you know, there were, t- you know, people were like, oh, you know, talk about, you know, Austin's third DP, which if I'm not mistaken is Driussi, who comes from River. And, you know, if it comes from River, I honestly don't care. Uh, just because, you know, I don't talk about, you know, teams from, uh, never mind. I'm just going to give it at that. But yeah, but yeah, they do have Pochettino, you know, that came from Argentina. They do have Dominguez that came from uh, Paraguay. From Cerro Porteño, if I'm not mistaken, a really, really good team, you know, in in Paraguay. Pochettino came from uh, Vélez, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and Driussi is coming from Russia, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, he also, you know, came out of River Plate, who, you know, River Plate has a has a has a, an idea of what they're doing, you know, uh, especially in the last few years. You know, they they've been doing pretty good with their coach, and and their coach has been, you know, bringing up a lot of players that actually end up here in the MLS. Um, but, you know, honestly, I don't care about Austin. So, you know, let's talk about our DP situation. You know, let's bring it home to Houston. So we have Teenage Hadibi, uh, the newest, you know, addition that we had. And he, you know, he seems to be doing fine, you know, as a, as a center back with Tim Parker. You know, a lot of, you know, they, we've been asking the players, you know, hey, so, you know, how how's Teenage, you know, uh, Corey has been, you know, if you guys know Corey. Uh, one of the best reporters, you know, soccer reporters here in Houston. Shout out to Corey. Uh, you know, he's always asking, you know, like Marco and Tim Parker and the other defender guys, you know, how, you know, has that chemistry with teenage and them and everybody loves teenage, you know, uh, it turns out to be, he's like a really funny guy and he's a really cool dude and all this and that. Um, so he, you know, he seems to be kind of coming into, into the club, you know, kind of, you know, Bonding really well with the other players, um, so I guess you know a DP, a DP defender kind of throws everybody off in a way because you know you're always looking for for game changers in a way for people that are going to create you know a flashy name or something like that you know but you know we are Houston, so we don't really we you know we expect anything from anybody at this point in time. But then our other DP Quintero, you know Darwin Quintero, he literally writes the bench every game in and game out and gave out like game in and game out. He probably has less than a full game in the whole season uh, when it comes to minutes, you know, accumulated. And you're like, and you, I mean, I've been saying this from the beginning of time. I don't really like Quintero as a player. He seems like a really nice dude, actually. But as a player, I don't like his style of play. I don't like the way that he plays. I don't like his, what I, in my personal opinion, is his lack of hustle when it comes to, like, defending uh, compared to the other guys, you know, but, but, you know, you have to call it as it is. And th- what it is, is that he is 
our best attacking mind that we have right now. Like he's the only person that could create chances in this team. Yet he is not playing. He's barely like in the last two or three matches he's starting to play. But then also you can you can kinda not blame it, but you can also credit, you know, the Gold Cup to that because we don't have Pasher, we don't have certain guys in the midfield that could probably do the his role, but not really because they're not as creative, you know, as he may be. Um, so it's like it's a, it's kind of like a waste of a DP. I think a lot of people see him on his way out already. So you know it's going to be interesting to see if he does go out. You know that's going to leave us with two DP spots. And then going to that third DP spot, you know we still have about a week, maybe less, for this window tra- the transfer window to close, which closes if I'm not mistaken August fifth, which if I'm not mistaken I think is next Friday if I believe, if my dates are not wrong. Um, and you know, and there, I didn't get to listen to, uh, to Glenn Davis, but I did read on Twitter that somebody mentioned that, um, uh, Matt Jordan mentioned that they were in talks with somebody and Tab Brown was actually has mentioned that he's been looking at somebody, but then on the same sentence that, he, you know, that he said that he said that, you know, maybe it's going to be difficult to bring that person because, you know, uh, because of visas and stuff like that. So obviously, he's looking somebody out of this country, and you know, you can't just get a working visa in like three business days. You know, it's it's gonna take a period of time, and I think we're gonna be left out without a third DP. I think we're just gonna have to write this one out with you know with what we have. Honestly, you know, being honest with you guys, I don't have a clue if there's gonna be another window. I highly doubt it. But I think there is another window coming up, like a transfer window, towards like the end of the year. But uh, but you know by then the season's gonna be over, so there's kind of no point, you know. That's where uh, Mateo Ahamicho was gonna come in, I believe. But you know, obviously everything happened with COVID and stuff like that, so he didn't come in. But you know the the DP situation um, is bad. But then again, when you think about you know with a new owner with Ted Siegel that you know supposedly he's willing to spend money on this team kind of brings you a little bit of hope because you're like well you know maybe this guy is willing to drop a, a couple of mils you know maybe four or five million on a very cheap you know dp guy you know i, I think dp guys are uh, closer to seven eight maybe nine ten you know but you know maybe with a four or five dp in the caliber of player that you know we might be able to find something like you know in that range maybe but who knows? You know, I'm I'm just a I'm just a podcaster guy, you know. I I don't know much, but you know, I'm just hoping that, you know, Ty Ramos has something up his sleeves and and you know he can get us a a victory. You know, get us a, a happy, get us into a happy place where we can be like, man, we haven't been to the playoffs in so long. But thanks, thank God to Ty Ramos, we'll be able to make it. You know, at least to the playoffs. You know, if we don't go far, that's fine. But you know, just getting into the playoffs, it's just like a glimpse of hope into what is coming next. And and honestly, um, I have had conversations with, with some people in the last couple of weeks that gives you a lot of like hope. I know that maybe Twitter's not as hopeful because maybe they don't know what what I have heard or what I've talked to with some people, but I'm I am actually very hopeful for the future of this club as a club. You know, I think the youth development is is becoming stronger and stronger. Um, but it, you know, it takes time, you know, you just don't develop kids, you know, from one year to the next, you know, 
14 year olds you know they need three years to become 17 year olds 18 year olds they need four you know so obviously it's not going to be an overnight you know thing but i think you know if we are recruiting and doing the best that we can as a youth organization you know i think it could translate into into the future of the club as a you know as an fc dallas maybe as a seattle you know uh we could dream of of a time where we can you know play a bunch of teenagers and actually have a good game and win, you know, in a weight game. So, but that's that, you know. And then to kind of close it off, I wanted to talk about Pasher a little bit. I think he is our best player right now. But unfortunately, he is not playing with Canada. So he's away and he's not playing. So it's one of those things that you're like, man, how about, you know, you know you're like Canada. How about like you bring him back because you're not even playing the kid, you know. He had first game in the group stage, he didn't play. Second game, he played only 16 minutes. Um, 13, uh, 13 minutes against Haiti on his third game uh, versus Martinique. Uh, sorry, Costa Rica was in the in the quarterfinals, my bad. But and So the first group game against Martinique, he didn't, he didn't play. Then 13 minutes and then 16 minutes. So overall, he has like 70, 30 minutes sorry, of like playing time almost in four or five games. So, you know, a lot of people are hoping to see him, you know, against Mexico. And, and that's my hope, too. I'm actually going to a stadium. I'm going to be covering, you know, doing maybe a little video or two. Uh, a YouTube video hopefully comes out of that one, too. Um, but, you know, we need we need, we need need a pasture. You know, his last game with Houston was against Cincinnati. And he played 75 minutes and he scored a goal. So, obviously, he is useful to us. He's more useful to the Houston Dynamo than he is to Canada at this point in time. But, I mean, you are happy that you get to see a guy that came from USL to MLS. And then now he's, you know, competing for a spot in the national team. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be cool, you know, for Pasher to, to go through that experience. Maybe, you know, he can come back with with a better understanding of something. I don't know if that does anything, but it would be cool. Uh, to see Pasher grow and and it's just a cool it's a cool thing to be part of is like you know his I don't know his career in a way you know as as a fan because you you kind of watch him grow from like this young USL player to a national team player you know it's just really cool but hopefully you know Pasher gets some time against Mexico and you know low key I hope they lose so that he can come back you know and help us out uh, so yeah man. But other than that, uh, I wanted also to touch on the Vote League for a couple of minutes. I don't know if you guys know, I participated on this league called Vote League, V-O-L-T, in the league. It's a Sunday night league, 7v7. You know, my boy uh, Seva came up with the whole concept of it, the whole, like, vision of it. And, you know, I'm just trying to help him out as a friend. Um, and we're trying to create, like, you know, one of the best leagues out there and one of the best Sunday leagues out there, you know, an experience for everybody to you know, go and play. We play, you know, in Katy, but, you know, I think the quality of, of league that it is, I think, you know, it's worth the, the trip. A lot of players, you know, have been coming from all over Houston, and, you know, we have we have been having a great season so far. We're about to go into the playoffs. Eight teams are qualifying to the playoffs. Uh, actually, there's a match going on right now as I'm, as I'm recording this, and actually there's a lot, a, a bunch of these games are going to be live stream on Twitch, and and me myself, Christian, I'm actually going to be calling these games. I'm gonna be doing play by play. I'm gonna do my best impression of Glenn Davis and Eddie Robinson, basically, 
uh, in these games. But I'm I'm very excited to you know to work with Seva and and the whole team over there. You know, shout out to Genesis, shout out to uh, Kevin, uh, to Seva's parents. You know that they're also helping out with the cameras and stuff. But you know, if you guys are looking into uh, playing in a seven v seven league, you know it's gonna be you know as professional as it can be. You know, like you know the league provides the uniforms with the numbers with your name on the back. You know, with your socks, your your pants, you know everything. Um, you know, there's gonna be like a, a kit release party for everybody to go. You know, check out. You're gonna get a home and then and an away jersey. So you know, it's gonna be very legit. You know. 13 games, you know, playoffs. There's going to be a Volt Cup, which is like the equivalent of like an FA Cup between Division 1 and Division 2. Because, yeah, the cup, the league has two divisions, Division 1 Division 2. And then while that happens during the week, so those games are on Sundays. And then during the week on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we have the Volt Cup, which, like I say, it's kind of like Copa del Rey, FA Cup, um, you know, an so and it's like a mixture of everybody. We actually just had our our, our champions uh, last Saturday. It was uh, Houston Rovers. So all the teams are you know create are like new created. They're basically brain children of Seba. Uh, he creates the crest, the colors, the, the whole shebang for the for the clubs. So they're all like new clubs. And Houston Rovers was the you know the first. Uh, champion of the World Cup, so and you actually get a cup. You, it's it's nice, man. So go check. Actually, go check it out. You know, vote vote league on Instagram to get all the information. Registrations actually open uh, today for season three. So if you're interested, you know, if you have a team, you know, you can sign up as a team, or if you are a free agent, you can sign up as a free agent. And yeah, man, it, it's fun, and you know, I appreciate that what the community is doing. You know, soccer community, a lot of people are going out there and, and loving what we're doing over there. And, you know, I'm going to be involved in, in the whole calling of the games and stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. But, yeah, man, other than that, you know, once again, if you want to check out the show, don't forget 442 on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, check out the YouTube channel. Go, you know, make sure you become a subscriber. I actually reached the reach. Rich reached the 50 subscribers. I'm at 51. So, you know, thank you all for, for the support. You know, next milestone is 75. You know, I'm going to go 25 increments. So I'm trying to get to 75 uh, subscribers, you know. So hopefully you guys can help me with that. Uh, and I'm going to try to pump out as many videos, you know, related to soccer as I can. I, I, I'm i I'm planning. I need now that I'm kind of settled in in my transit transitioning transitory house i guess uh i'm gonna you know now that i i can make some time to actually uh do uh zoom calls and stuff like that i'm gonna i'm gonna start you know hitting people up so i can interview them and stuff like that and, and have a couple of interviews on the page and stuff like that you know get back to the good old uh cuatro cuatro dos page and and yeah man do some cool stuff i'm very excited for you know the future uh of the channel and everything that i'm gonna be doing um and yeah man so Thank you for everybody that supports me on Patreon. That really helps a lot. You know, the little bit that you guys give to the show uh, means a lot, means the world to me. And and hopefully, you know, you guys can keep contributing there. Uh, but other than that, you know, thank you. Uh, and next week, we'll have another episode, man. Uh, we're going to try to, you know, be as consistent as we can. Try to have these pump these out either Tuesday or Wednesday. No later than that. So, you know, we can stay consistent and, you know, have fun. 
But yeah, man, shout out to everybody in Houston doing stuff for soccer. And let's make this city uh, a soccer city, man. Deuces.